A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello, babies. babies. Welcome to quote unquote baby geniuses. <laughs> I am quote Emily Heller. <laughs> I'm quote Lisa Hannawalt unquote if you insist. <laughs> if that is my real name. <laughs> and it is. Um, and allegedly this is our podcast. <laughs> I'm very skeptical today for some reason. <laughs> Woke up a bit skeptical, a bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we haven't recorded in a while because I, uh, the last, we recorded our last episode in advance. And the weekend that we were going to record it, I went whale watching. Yes. And it was so cool. Did you oh see whales? Gosh. We saw whales. We saw like a um so we went out um to like near the Channel Islands which like so we left from like Oxnard or Ventura mm-hmm. which is like, you know, just north of like Malibu basically on if you are unfamiliar with California geography. I don't know why you would be. We are the center of the world. <laughs> it's known, um, known largely for its outlet malls, I believe. <laughs> up there. Yeah. We were staying um in like Thousand Oaks, which is like where like the Kardashians they live nearby in Calabasas. So mm-hmm. it was like I felt like we were in a very, very like traditional southern california celebrity area mm-hmm. um but uh we the boat left from ventura and went out to the channel islands and uh the gray whale migration is like the tail end of it was happening and yeah. so we got to see like a pod of about five gray whales and the boat went like followed them for like 45 minutes oh my god i didn't get very many good pictures of them because it was like you couldn't really see them under the water. There were like a couple of times when their tails went up in the air and everyone was like, whoa. You literally um, did catch the tail end. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was cool. But then like right after that, we ended up in the middle of a pod of like a thousand dolphins. Yes. It was so fucking cool. Your Lisa and Frank a, dreams. Uh, I mean... My little dolphin girl heart was beating so fast. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, it was exactly what I was hoping for. I was definitely afraid that we would go out there and just like not see anything. Yeah, but, uh, I didn't realize. Oh my God. I didn't realize you could do whale watching so close to where we are. So close, yeah. And apparently, in the summer, there's going to be a blue whale migration. Mm. And I want to go back and do that. Oh, um, they're so big. Oh, I love they're so big. I love thinking about them. <laughs> and I love thinking about orcas swimming into their mouths and eating their tongues. <laughs> like that article I read last episode. Wait, orcas swim into the mouths of blue whales? Yeah, remember I read that um part of that article last oh, last episode yeah. where um like a pod of orcas attacked a blue whale and like oh, yeah. ate its tongue. That was so gnarly. It's brutal. Very brutal. Nature is cruel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nature is very cruel. Very. But also really fun. Really neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dolphins, like, uh, they definitely were not afraid of the boat at all. They would, like, loved surfing in the wake of it. Yeah. Like, all of the, like, waves that the boat left behind, the dolphins would, like, jump in and out of really playfully. And um, they're so it was playful. Just, like, they're so interactive. They're like, hey, yeah. look at me. It's so great. They're yeah. super hammy. I love it. They're not shy at all. Absolutely. You might call them the influencers of the ocean. Yeah, they're very millennial in a look way. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me and my friends. We're all going to jump out of the water at the same time. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that was cool but it feels like we haven't talked in a while because of that i know i'm glad you did that 
Me too. The numbers are going down in LA, like the COVID numbers. So I've been like doing more stuff, which has been really nice. Um, it is crazy that like the ma- uh, people aren't masking anymore. Like I went to the grocery store last night and it was like half masked and half not. And it just felt super weird. Feels so weird. I'm like, I'm why still going to mask. I know me too. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Feels early to me, but I'm, I like to err on the side of caution. I've also started, like, I started masking when I walk my dog again because of, like, allergies, and it's been so nice. (laughs) Yeah, I do that, too, and sometimes I'm like, it protects me from the sun, and I don't want to be perceived by anyone, and, you know, it's like... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, I get cold sores that are, like, triggered by sun, Mm -hmm. and um, I got one on the fucking whale-watching boat. God damn it. Yeah, and the masking prevents that. Um, what else has been going on with you? What else? Um, I finished watching The Americans. I did. Oh my gosh. I watched. What did you think of the ending? I watched all six seasons and I listened to every episode of The Americans podcast from Slate. Uh, I'm a completist and I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the ending was brilliant. Loved it. I thought the ending was great. Loved it. They stuck the landing. They stuck it. I love Stan Beeman. I think he's such a great character, such a great ending for him. Uh, Oh, yeah. That was really cool. It was great. Um, So sad. Super bittersweet. Wait, more importantly, what did you think of the Love is Blind reunion? (laughs) (laughs) So I watched that last night. I started watching it. I was um, visiting my parents. Um, Me and my brother and my sister-in-law went up to, like, help them pack up because they're finally moving out. Um, And uh, we started watching Love is Blind and we got hooked. And we all oh my gosh. watched it. And the, the wedding episode, I was like watching on fast forward. I was so bored. <laughs> it was really? so long. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so long. I do not want to watch like five weddings. Jesus Christ. Um, I yeah. Fast forward right now if you don't want spoilers. I really enjoyed it. I think it's really funny that they all had to keep referring to it as an experiment. Yeah, I'm like, it and is not an experiment. Made- what did anyone form a hypothesis? Like, what? How? In what way is this an experiment? No, this is just content. Like, what are you talking about? And one of the funniest like conventions of the show to me is the way that they treat marriage like a thing you decide whether you're going to do the day of. And I know they're like, they- I really didn't know. I just had to get up there to know. <laughs> no, you don't. What? No, you should definitely decide before. They definitely incentivize them to make it to the altar, even if they know they're not going to get married. A hundred percent, yeah. And then I don't know how they do it or, like, what they pay them to do it. It's got to be in their contract or something. But then the fact that they also get every officiant of every marriage to say, now is the time when we will find <laughs> out if love truly is blind. It's not. It is... Uh... <laughs> It is clearly, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> it's clearly not. Um, <laughs> uh, I, my biggest complaint about the, I thought the reunion was great, incredibly dramatic. Yeah, just it was fun. Really messy in a great way. Great. But that's, that's what you really want, you know? The fact that. I like that Vanessa can't... Lackey just screaming, just losing her cool completely. <laughs> Did you just call her Vanessa Lackey? Is that her name? <laughs> it's Lachey. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lachey. <laughs> I should know that. Yeah, because of all the times that Nick Lachey says, and I'm Nick Lachey, of course. <laughs> I just, I black out every time he speaks. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, it's, what did she do? It's lackey to me. She just like lost her cool and started yelling at like a contestant she really oh, yeah, clearly did not Shake, like. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Everyone was yelling at Shake. It was so funny. I it was just it. so obvious that they all hated his guts and they were so annoyed that they had to spend t- more time with him. I know. Um, he has a personality but- disorder, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's the guy who followed me immediately on Instagram as soon as I, like, tweeted about him. Oh, my God. Uh, What? (laughs) Yeah. He followed you? Oh, no. I tweeted about him. So it's also so weird that he, like, he didn't follow me on Twitter, but he found me on Instagram and, like, posted a screenshot of my tweet. And my tweet was mean. What was it? I thought. Um, so I posted, I did. I might have talked about this on the show, but maybe I didn't. But um, I posted a tweet because, you know, in the first few episodes, um, or like when Shake was like getting to know women in the pods, he kept asking them questions, trying to figure out if they were fat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and I posted uh, like a, 
a meme of Michael from The Office in the episode where people are trying to set him up with their friends. Uh-huh. And he's basically doing the same thing with Phyllis. He And he's saying, like, Phyllis is trying to set him up with her friend. And he's like, could I share a rowboat with her? Right. Could a normal-sized rowboat support <laughs> our weight? And I just posted that and it just said, shake from Love is Blind. Yeah. And he was so excited to be a meme. He was so excited about the attention. He followed me. His fan page that I strongly suspect he runs also yeah. followed me immediately. They both posted it at the same time. I'm like, this dude is definitely running his own Instagram fan page. Prove prove me wrong. Um <laughs> But that <laughs> he's sick. He is the only person who would have his own have a fan yes, page for himself. He's like, he's sick. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought it was really funny that everyone was yelling at him right away. I also thought it was really funny that on Instagram, on this like Netflix, um, I don't even know if it's an official Netflix Instagram page, but there's like a Netflix Instagram page that's specifically dedicated to the Asian diaspora. Yeah. And she commented on one of their posts about Love is Blind, his mom saying like, this is Shake's mom. And like, um, (laughs) it was a long thing, basically, like not even really defending him, just saying like, yeah, of course I sided with Deep T as a woman, but I still love my son and I love all the women who have come into my son's life. We're still in touch with many of them. And um, finally, to everyone who is saying like, you know, who would like to disparage my son for mm-hmm. the things that he has said and do- did, I say, go ahead. He can take it. <laughs> I mean, clearly, yeah, it does not affect him. It does not cause him to... Yeah, she was like, you have my permission to light his ass up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, the other thing I, I after the um, and then this is the last thing I have to say about the Love is Blind reunion, the bombshell that Kyle and Deep D had a connection in the pods that we were not shown mm-hmm. and that he regrets them not getting engaged and then Nick and Vanessa Lachey just not asking any follow-up questions about that. What the fuck? I mean, the the editing in this show is nuts. It's 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 bonkers. Um, There's so much. It's Frankensteining of things together. It's really like <laughs> it's hard to ignore. <laughs> but also, why couldn't they have just been like, "So, do you guys are you guys going to go out on a date now?" Like, what do you think about that, Deep D? Like, yeah, how do you feel about Kyle? Do you think there's a chance? Like, ask the question. I think they, they. It's like they only wanted to refer to things that we actually saw in the cut. Like they they were so like not throwing yeah. any of their editors under the bus at all. It was there were like two other couples that got engaged in the pods that we just didn't see. That's there's so many people who just disappeared. We saw them for like 10 seconds and then they were gone forever. Like someone else also um proposed to Natalie and we never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So you also are reading oh, of the course. articles. That's what yes. I do. I always I look at all of their Instagrams and then I like read all the articles and I'm like, oh my God, are Natalie and Sal dating now? What the heck? Um, yeah, what's happening? I don't Just know. Just give me the answers. I don't know. I'm entitled to your personal life now. You have gr- agreed. <laughs> I will say my favorite person by far was um i mean i love them all love natalie uh i love shane i just think he is so funny <laughs> so entertaining he um i have this character on my show who's a big rooster named dirk and he's played by john early and this is like oh, yeah. dirk come to life like even he when really he's is. when he's frustrated and goes oh like he makes the same <laughs> noises and he's like weirdly vulnerable at times but just like such a <laughs> he's such it. a dick and i just like are you just on a lot of cocaine what's happening he like, acts like it but he's also just squirmy all the time it's so funny he's so squirmy his hair just is a mess um he looks like jake Busey. like i just i yes i love him great he's and he, he's great tv he's great tv he's a star he's a star um, <laughs> speaking of uh messy um instagram minor celebrity gossip so the other day um do you, so uh the other day i was watching my friend caleb Huron's instagram live story mm-hmm. um and he was doing an instagram live on women's history 
uh, or on International Women's Day, where he was just listing women, random women. <laughs> and everyone in the comments was just like throwing out other ones. And I said a couple. And then he invited me to be part of the video. And so How fun. I just went live for the first time in a very long time. And we were just chatting about random stuff. And then we were like looking at and we were answering questions from the comments. And someone in the comments said, uh, Emily, I'm dating your ex. <laughs> Oh, and I was like, I don't know who that could possibly be. Yeah. And so we invited her to join the Instagram live. (laughs) This random person. Juicy. (laughs) She joined it. And um, it turns out she had been dating this guy who I dated for like a month, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. (laughs) He just... He just broke up with her, too, which so she was like kind of dealing with that. But we talked about it very briefly. It was so funny and off the wall. Like she mentioned his name and I was like, yeah, okay, I remember that guy. (laughs) And like then uh, (laughs) we took the convo offline. But like it turned out that it was like he basically told her that we dated in a conversation about like previous dating history. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, I would never bring this guy up in a previous dating history. It was like not serious enough. It was like not recent enough. It was not long enough. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, well, I think he was trying to sound cool. Yeah, I bet. And because you're like well-known and, you know, like talented. And she was and- apparently, she was already a fan. She didn't think that he knew that because she was like, wait a minute. I know who that is, you know? Yeah. But like, I was so pissed off. That he, when I found this out. That he, like, used your name to, like, leverage yeah, himself. Yeah, he, he broke up with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would be... I'm sorry. If you think I'm that cool, why'd you break up with me, first of all? I would be so livid if certain people I dated did that. <laughs> right? I would be so mad. To try and earn points with other women I guess there's by like, bragging yeah. about... I guess that's uh, sort of their prerogative as someone who's, like dated you in the past but it sucks it's so weird <laughs> it's, it's so, so skeezy weird yeah yeah and it's also it's just like <sighs> i don't know i just thought that was it was just like such a weird it was such a weird thing to happen i love it it's so juicy <laughs> i have her permission to tell the story on the podcast by the way i love that it po- we- popped up in an instagram live I know. And I'm never in those. And it was like, Caleb was losing his mind. He was just like (laughs) cracking up at how awkward and weird it was. And he was like, that's it. We're ending it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we, you know, she and I ended up having like a nice chat over DMs about how we're both too good for this guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's I love that. (laughs) Um, Oh, should we do? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say you gave a piece of advice last episode and I took it and it's changed my life. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What was changed it? Changed my life. Um, It was to in the morning to like make a list of things you got to do that day and to just like take a beat to organize your day. And it's yes. like it's so helpful. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'm so glad that you tried it. I love it. It's like I'm kind of addicted to it and it has turned me into like a productivity monster but like but look at this i like make my little list and i like check things off and it, i just yay have my little notebook i don't know it's very helpful uh, i love that and I t- i'm so happy i tend to like get distracted and spend a lot of time just like on the computer being like i don't know what to do next like but here i can like mm-hmm. look at what i have and be like okay what task can i do in the next 30 minutes or like what do i need more time for like i can or you yeah. know and i can be like what do i need to like i feel stressed what can i put off until tomorrow like and just cross it off like it's just it's very helpful it's very helpful i also like if you're ready to level up oh my god (laughs) oh shit i i have like because i know that there are categories of types of things that i have to do on my to-do list when I make the list in the morning, I do it by category and it's color coded. I was so, I was thinking about categorizing some things as like this can wait till later, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, because there's some stuff that I just put every day and I'm still not doing it. And it's going to be a minute before I get to it. So right. I, I need like a different list for that. 
For me, it's like there is stuff that it's like, okay, there is stuff in the garden. There's housekeeping stuff. Mm -hmm. There's like administrative stuff like paying bills or things like that. There's work stuff like creative projects. And then there's also, uh, oh, no, I guess that's all of the all of the basic categories and stuff. And one thing that's helpful about doing those as separate lists, I just have basically like three separate lists, is it's like there are things I can do that are on the computer that are like a to-do list Mm, thing mm -hmm. where when I'm at the computer and I have extra time, like when can I do that? Then there's stuff where it's like, there's stuff that I can do while watching TV that I can't do, you know, that other stuff. And for that to be its own list when it's like, ugh, I really need a break from using my brain. Like, what are my like, you know, housekeeping things that I can do? Yeah. Like putting away laundry or like organizing some basket that I needed to organize or whatever. Like having it by like the type of task that it is also ensures that like if you just do one from every list a day then it ensures that you aren't getting like too bogged down in one type of thing or trying to give myself like housekeeping things to do every day instead of anyway there's ways to optimize it i also didn't make a list today so yeah no you can take a break i mean it's the weekend too whatever i I think i did i did put record podcast and i'm gonna cross it off even though we're right in the middle of it yes i just do sometimes put things on the list just so that i can immediately cross them off but you know Yeah. Well, what I like to do is I will make the list first thing. And then once I have the list, then I look at my like just uh, like a schedule of the hours in the day. Yeah. And I try and slot them in where they'll go. And so I put in podcast, lunch, shower, shit like that. Like that's how I know how many of those things I can reasonably try to get done and structure. Structure is so difficult. Um, Thank you for taking my advice it's all i ever want anyone to do <laughs> satisfying <laughs> you can cross that off your list yes mm-hmm. um okay wait should we do chunch chat yes okay it's time for chunch chat a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of martha stewart's pony ben chunch chunch when the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. 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 Um, this is not about Martha Stewart or Ben Chunch. This is just um, sort of celebrity horse news. But um, I did not know that Amanda Seyfried is a horse girl. Yes. I didn't know. Nobody She's told me. She's got a Except for me. You finally told me. But, I told you. But I scrolled back on our Instagram, which is uh, at Mingi, M-I-N-G-E-Y. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. And she's had she's had these horses for years. She's had this, like, rescue barn in, like, upstate New York, I think. Um, yeah, in the Catskills. It just looks so cool. I'm so jealous. She has, she has a donkey. She's got some old scrappy-looking horses. She's got she's got a bunch of geese. Yeah, she's got it all. Um but that's nice. I had no idea. Um yeah, she's got some some great some great content. There's also some interviews with her from like 10 years ago where she talks about having a taxidermied miniature horse and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> but I Um I that lo- sounds really scary. It's but also cute. Kind of cute. It's kind of fun that she's like quirky. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching her in the dropout and I think she's really good. Is she? I, I heard that I heard mixed things. <laughs> I don't understand why people are would be giving her a bad review because she's so good in it. I like, didn't hear anything I bad about it, her. I think it was okay. maybe people have maybe people are just like fatigued in general of the like reality stuff turned into Right. I heard I heard that like inventing Anna was not that good. Yeah. Um, I heard that as well. But I've been enjoying the dropout so far. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm also like an Elizabeth Holmes completist. So I did really like the book. Bad Blood. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun, fun audiobook. Yes. And I have listened to every podcast about it. I, wow. All, I'm on board. I did but enjoy I her- watching some YouTube videos of like comparing her voice <laughs> with her oh, yeah. with her fake voice that's like very deep. <laughs> yes. And what I like about Amanda Seyfried's performance is that it's not like a straight up 
like it's an impression that doesn't sound identical. Yeah. It's just like it's the best kind of impression where it's like you're not trying to trick me into thinking that it's her, but it's like it's her own take on it that is very accurate to sort of like the differences between her normal speech and her like low voice talking. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like her own version of it. It's good. Hmm. I like it. I think she's doing a good job. Um, I think does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yeah, I think it does. That concludes Chunch Chat. We'll be right back with one on fun. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? After, after, you um emily yes if you had to watch like a 20 minute long youtube compilation of something really repetitive what would it be (laughs) (laughs) might be related to as if i haven't already done that many many times we've all done it (laughs) yeah um so okay probably like i love like extraction videos they're disgusting to most people oh pimples pimples but where they come out really clean so like watching those over and over again probably would be or like people doing biore strips i only like my own it's like (laughs) that's the difference between you and me but then i also just recently and i'm like i hesitate to even mention this because i looked the guy up and he's an anti-vaxxer oh no like Damn it. God damn it. I watched this fucking mesmerizing video of this guy basically like building a shelter in the woods. There was no talking. And it was just like a an edited together video of him building. What was it called? Like a basically like a survivalist cabin. And I it was so impressive to me. Um, a lot like, of those guys are anti-vaxxers. Guys who would be good, yeah. at, good at that. The, like, bushcraft, yeah, like, people who are good at, like, building a little hut in the woods to live in away from people. I mean, at least yeah. they're living away from people, so it kind of yeah. negates <laughs> like, the need for vaccines. you're not going to be infecting anyone Yeah, you're just, like, off in the your little wood woodland hut. You might, but, you um, might get COVID from a deer out there, but... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk about vaccines on his YouTube page, but I, like, found him on Twitter, and he says a couple anti-vax things, but... Yeah. um. Anyway, uh, I guess that, and you brought this up because you've been watching videos of <laughs> trucks, the tops of trucks being taken off by bridges. Yeah, I, I watched a like a nine minute compilation of trucks going under a, a low overhead, low clearance overpass, and just uh-huh. like just peeling the roofs off them like tins of fish. Just like <laughs> yes, I like it because like it's clearly like nobody got hurt, but there was destruction and it's just like oddly calming to watch it's soothing yeah (laughs) and it's just funny if so many trucks are hitting such a low overpass like why wouldn't they fix it somehow or change it's just it's very (laughs) expensive and difficult to change things like that but it's like seems like a seems like we should seems like we should or maybe put even more signage up i don't know um (laughs) it's very funny we did get a Wikipedia submission to that effect that we may, may or may not cover in the future. Yeah. Um, okay, Lisa. Yeah. Okay, uh, here comes a question that I am going to ask you for Uh-oh. this segment Ooh. called One on Fun. I'm, and I'm not at all just stalling for time while I think of it. <laughs> I, I will have a snappy answer for whatever question <laughs> this is. I can't wait. 
I, I won't just dawdle and go, uh, mm, uh. Yeah. Uh, mm, um, <sighs> what? <laughs> what celebrity do you think has the best personal style? Ooh, best personal style. <sighs> it's so hard. It's hard to know because a lot of them have stylists. And so, like, if you go back far enough before they had a stylist, it's like, oh, no, you had no style at all. And then you hired yes. someone and it fixed you right up. Um, okay, like, alt question, but feel free to answer either one or neither. Well, no, you have to answer one of them. Which one has the biggest transformation from, like, not cool to cool? You know, hmm, this isn't, I wouldn't describe it as cool, but I did think that Jessica Beale like, upped her personal style quite a lot when she started working with a stylist. Um, like, for a while, whenever she was, like, arriving at an airport or something, she just looked really good, like, really put together. She would have cute tennis shoes on, like, a really cool overcoat. And, like, I saw her once, and she was wearing, like, this denim jacket with, like, really cool embroidery on the back. Um, and I just, I liked it, but I, and she also wore like a lot of black and white kind of plaid check stuff, um, which I liked, uh, and that was cool a couple of years ago. Um, so I don't know. I was just like, okay, yeah, not bad. Um, whereas like someone like Margot Robbie, you know, bless her. I like she, I think she's a good actress, but I think her partnership with, is it Chanel? Oh my god! They dress whoever's dressing her. They do her so dirty. She, God, whenever you see her like at an event or something, it's just it's just she's such a beautiful woman, and it's just doing her no favors. And she always looks kind of like she looks like she'd rather she couldn't care less what she's now. I want I need to look this up. Yeah, like I I think maybe she just doesn't care, which is cool. In a way, like, because, yeah, fashion doesn't really matter, you know, but yeah. Um, but as far as personal but if you're paying someone to, I know, style you I know, and, and if you're doing you, a bad job, I mean, all the celebrities who partner with Chanel, they look so shitty, like Kristen Stewart, also, like, they they don't do her well, like, she's she's looks so good in suits and stuff, and they kind of make her look fussy. I don't know, I don't, I don't think they're, um, oh, yeah, I'm not liking, um, I, I'm, these these red carpet looks, I don't like them, um. As far as celebs with good personal style, I mean, you can't go wrong with Rihanna. Like, she clearly has so much agency over what she wears. And, like, her, like, pregnancy styles have been so fun and surprising and not boring. Like, even when she's wearing something I don't personally like, like, she's wearing those jeans that, like, drag on the ground. And it (laughs) reminded me of, like, stuff I wore in high school. Um, (laughs) She still looks, like, just effortlessly amazing and cool. Um, yeah, you just can't can't compete it's not with fair. her. Um, wait, this reminds me. Um, the thing with the denim jacket reminded me. So, like, when me- Peter and I were on vacation, we stayed at a very nice hotel, um, and there was a wedding happening while we were there. Mm-hmm. And like on the Saturday night after the whale watching we came back to the hotel and we ate at the restaurant in the hotel and like sat out on the balcony and the balcony like looked out over the courtyard where the wedding was happening so we could like hear everything and like it was so loud (laughs) and so tacky and there was like every single person that walked down the aisle had like a medley of songs that played for them (laughs) or it's just like they changed the song every time a new person walked down the aisle and I heard a little bit of the vows and the official said that the couple met on Raya and I was like I was like I have to find out who's getting married right now yeah like it should be really easy I'll just look at like the tagged photos at the hotel yeah 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 I'll find the hashtag I'll look at the hashtag I'll figure it out there were no fucking photos tagged at the hotel for the wedding and I was like what the fuck is going on Weird. how did no one post any photos of this clearly very like audacious and tacky wedding yeah and i was (laughs) so frustrated (laughs) like not being able to find any of these photos or the names of these people i was like i need to know who these who this raya couple is you're like screaming from the balcony what's the hashtag (laughs) (laughs) right and like i eventually 
I like I gave up for the night. And then the next day when we were like getting ready to like leave the hotel, I saw the bride walking down the hallway wearing a jacket, (laughs) a bridal jacket that on the back was embroidered Mrs. Married Last Name. Yeah. With her married last name. And I was like, fucking got you, bitch. I am going to find out who you are. And like, it was enough. I put the name in. I, I like looked for people who like lived in L.A. And then I found like people who had uh, like uh, family. And, like I, I, I just I did my little like annoy, like creepy. Yeah, yeah. Internet thing where I confirmed that it was them. I confirmed who was getting married. I I saw all these other people connected to them who I had seen because, like, while we were dining at the restaurant, a bunch of people from, like, a bunch of groomsmen came up to the balcony and were, like, sitting at a table just watching the, like, beginning of the wedding. Uh-huh. And they were the people at the restaurant, like, the hostess at the restaurant was like, I'm really sorry, but you can't sit here. This is a table. Yeah. People have a reservation. They're going to come sit here and eat. And they're like, why can't they sit over there? And she was like, because that's also a table at the restaurant. Yeah. And they were being such fucking dicks to her. What the hell? And so I I noticed their faces. And so I saw them as like, it <laughs> turned out that was like the dude's, co- the groom's cousin. Long story short, he's just like a real estate guy. Why the fuck is he on Raya? There's a lot of randos on Raya. Like, it, you don't... A lot of... I mean, they have to flesh it out, right? Because it, it, if it was all really, like, actual, talented, well-known people, they wouldn't have enough... They wouldn't have enough yeah. people. Yeah. It should only be really cool people. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no. It's... it's um, Anyway... I, I should go back and check and see if they had, like... See if they've posted the photos now. Because, like... Yeah. What if they just were like, you're not allowed to post any any photos while the wedding is happening? Mm-hmm. There was like a rule about it because I was maybe just maybe this why no one had posted. It's a secret. Maybe I have, it I was. Some, I have some friends who met on Raya. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm sure it's possible. Sure. It's you. Can, Are they cool? Yeah. All right. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> they're off my mic. They're my friends. I can't say they're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm glad I got off dating apps before Raya. I think I would have definitely wanted to be on there. Uh, I would have had a a rough time. I yeah. I oh my god. I I think it would make me feel very insecure to be on there because there's just a lot of like models and stuff. And yeah, I'm like I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like. Like, it wouldn't have gone well, but I would have felt motivated to do it because the guys I met on other dating websites Mm -hmm. have gone on to, a decade later, brag about dating me. I know. (laughs) I'm not famous enough for this shit, you guys. Um, It's rough Anyway, (laughs) that concludes one on fun. Um, Do we have any endorse horses you'd like to do? I don't. I don't have anything to endorse. I do have some listener emails that i wanted to address do when do you want to do that uh we could do it now or later (laughs) (laughs) there are two options lisa that is not an answer (laughs) let's do it now let's do it now okay let's do it now why not um last week we talked about or two weeks ago we talked about uh wiki feet and yes. uh, trying to raise our wiki feet scores, either raise them or plummet them. You know, yes. we weren't we we're kind of fence about, on the fence about which one to do. Um, but we got a message from a sex worker who does a decent amount of foot fetish work. And they said, I know this is mostly a joke, but I'm procrastinating from other stuff. And they said foot people have all different things that they like. Some like dirty, like mud. Uh, some prefer a clean, um, but generally an important thing when taking pics of your feet is to point your toes as much as possible, sometimes getting as much of the arch as possible, sometimes getting the meaty sole, meaty. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Freshly pedicured. Um, if you have smallish feet, accentuating the smallness. Also, lots of people like when they are kind of shiny. <laughs> 
<laughs> like oiled up. Um, also, to- I think that goes for most photography. <laughs> I guess so. Um, also, toes spread is popular, and there are a couple other poses that show off feet that are popular. But this is probably already way more than you wanted to know. Thank you for being funny. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted to know. This is great. I'm so. It's like I'm it's filling in the picture, but then it's all it's like answering questions and raising questions at the same time. Yeah. It's like I wanted to know it, but I didn't want to Google it, you know, like I, I, I wanted to hear it from the source. I didn't want to go seeking yes. it out. Right. I don't want whatever Google results are going to come up for me looking it up. But then at the same time, this was a frustrating email for me to read because <laughs> all it does is confirm to me that like. <laughs> I have the right kind of feet for this. Like, I have really high arches. I have really small feet. There's no reason for my wiki rating to be so low, aside from the fact that I'm not taking the right picks. You just got to work it. It's all angles. It's just as with everything, you know? Uh-huh. I just can't bring myself to post more feet, more feet fix. <laughs> I know. It's just of all the things that I want to work on and hone my skills at, I don't think this is, like, top of the list. Yeah. Um, you know same with like taking good selfies i just i know that there's techniques but i just am not gonna learn them probably yeah um Uh, do you ever watch those like i mean my instagram keeps suggesting reels to me where people are like okay smile without your eyes raise your eyebrows (laughs) now stop smiling that's your model face yeah and every time i do it i'm like that looks horrible yeah this is not doing any favors to my face i just did it for lisa and she laughed at me because it it looks not it doesn't look hot you looked um you did look hot but also judgmental (laughs) (laughs) it kind of looks like a fucking comedian headshot face i would say oh god yeah yeah like i should then have my like glasses and i'm holding the side of it being like what is this crazy world i'm gonna comment on (laughs) um (laughs) are you just describing a pic of adam (laughs) i'm describing a pic of every fucking comedian because they're so we all have them i have them too i know we just just, they're so there's such a limited range of things you can do and like just sort of touching like an accessory on your head is like one thing and it's just it looks good but it's it is uh it's it has become overdone to the point where like once you start seeing it you're like oh shit everyone's photo has them holding their glasses yeah and i can't i'm like i want to delete all the photos of me doing that from the internet i mean they're they're cute it is a cute look but you're right it is a it is a a trope i mm, i this is see this is why i still use headshots from like five years ago Mm mm-hmm I haven't taken any new ones in a long time, so occasionally you need one, and then you're just like, okay, here, use this one. I look different yeah, it's now. Like I don't look like that at all I don't, anymore. I don't look like um, that anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more listener email. Uh, oh yes. Hi guys, pause the podcast to write this. I'm sure you've already gotten a thousand emails about this. No, we have not. Uh, but I live in Holland, and generally it does not snow here. I was super surprised to realize it when I moved here from the U.S. It has to do with currents in the Atlantic. However, you said that, see, we Martha's Frisians, the horses she bought from Holland, in a blog post about them, she said it was their first time experiencing snow when they came to Connecticut. And I yes. called bullshit on that. So this listener said, however, you said the Frisians are 11. And last year we had a massive snowstorm that hit the whole country. So the Frisians have seen snow, but probably only once. Anyway, that's my vibe. Bye, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, just a great email sign off it's anyway great... that's my vibe lol bye <laughs> i for some reason cannot um get the word vibey out of my head lately which is oh, really yeah. annoying i keep looking at like things in my house and being like that's vibey and i i hate it i hate what i what i'm doing it's really it's really bad I mean, did you read those articles about the vibe shift? Yes, I loved them. Oh. <laughs> I love them so much. I read it made I, me so mad. I finally read them and I was like, mm, yes, I think I will weather this shift well. But it's just it's, <laughs> it's it's funny to have an article about that because it's just a thing that yes, things shift. It's just a thing that time. has always happened and will always happen. Yes. And all I want <laughs> is for them to tell me what pants to wear. <laughs> 
<laughs> They'll never tell. You have don't to... write an ar- don't write an article about that that doesn't tell me what pants to wear. God. That's the only reason I'm reading it. You have to study study the TikToks of the youths in order to find I guess out. So. You have to find out what they're wearing and find out how it will translate onto your own like slightly <laughs> older body. It's a it's it's a whole hobby. Um, it's a whole I also thing. I really enjoyed um, Normcore years ago, so it was fun to to be remind, yes, to reminded revisit. of it. Yeah, trends of the past. <laughs> um, all right. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page, I actually don't know who sent this to us because they did not sign the email and their email address and their (laughs) display name are very different. So I will attribute this to their display name, which is Moriarty YT. (laughs) Evil. Evil. Uh, And it is the Wikipedia page for... Spaghetti tree hoax. I love this. Will this. Put, put you, get you thinking about your April Fool's Day jokes that you are going to plan for this year. It's time to plan them. Yes. Spaghetti tree hoax. The spaghetti tree hoax was a three-minute hoax report broadcast on April Fool's Day in 1957 by the BBC current affairs program Panorama purportedly showing a family in southern Switzerland harvesting spaghetti from the family spaghetti tree. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, spaghetti was relatively unknown in the UK, so many British people were unaware that it is made from wheat flour and water. A number of viewers afterward contacted the BBC for advice on growing their own spaghetti trees. Decades later, CNN called this broadcast the biggest hoax that any reputable news establishment ever polled. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's so funny to think about how recently it was that people just didn't eat spaghetti that much. Yeah, it's so it's ubiquitous. So ubiquitous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Broadcast. The news report was produced as an April Fool's Day joke in 1957 and presented a family in the canton of Ticino in southern Switzerland gathering a bumper spaghetti harvest after a mild winter and, quote, virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil. (laughs) Footage of a traditional harvest festival was aired, along with a discussion of the breeding necessary to develop a strain to produce the perfect spaghetti noodle length. Some scenes were filmed at the now-closed Pasta Foods factory on London Road, St. Albans in Hertfordshire, and at a hotel in Castagnola, Switzerland. Panorama cameraman. That's quite two words in a row. I love (laughs) panorama cameraman. Um, (laughs) Charles de Jaeger dreamed up the story after remembering how teachers at his school in Austria teased his classmates for being so stupid that if they were told that spaghetti grew on trees, they would believe it. The editor of Panorama, Michael Peacock, told the BBC in 2014 how he gave de Jaeger a budget of 100 pounds and sent him off. The report was made more believable through its voiceover by respected broadcaster Richard Dimbley. Um, Dimbleby. D- Dimbleby. Um, <laughs> Peacock said Dimbleby knew they were using his authority to make the joke work and that Dimbleby loved the idea and went at it eagerly. Unbelievable. At the time, 7 million of the 15.8 million homes, about 44% in Britain, had television receivers. Pasta was not an everyday food in 1950s Britain, and it was known mainly from tinned spaghetti in tomato sauce and considered by many to be an exotic delicacy. An estimated 8 million people watched the program on April 1st, 1957, and hundreds phoned in the following day to question the authenticity of the story or ask for more information about spaghetti cultivation and how they could grow their own spaghetti trees. The BBC told them to, quote, place a sprig of spaghetti (laughs) in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. (laughs) Um, And I just pressed play on the file in the wikipedia page they have the entire broadcast oh can we play can we play part of it it isn't only in britain that spring this year has taken everyone by surprise here in the ticino on the borders of switzerland and italy the slopes overlooking lake lugano have already burst into flower at least a fortnight earlier than usual 
But what, you may ask, has the early and welcome arrival of bees and blossom to do with food? Well, it's simply that the past winter, one of the mildest in living memory, has had its effect in other ways as well. Most important of all, it's resulted in an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop. The last two weeks of March are an anxious time for the spaghetti farmer. There's always the chance of a late frost, which, while not entirely ruining the crop, generally impairs the flavour and makes it difficult for him to obtain top prices in world markets. But now these dangers are over and the spaghetti harvest goes forward. Spaghetti cultivation here in Switzerland is not, of course, carried out on anything like the tremendous scale of the Italian industry. Many of you, I'm sure, will have seen pictures of the vast spaghetti plantations in the Po Valley. For the Swiss, however, it tends to be more of a family affair. Another reason why this may be a bumper year lies in the virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil, the tiny creature whose depredations have caused much concern in the past. After picking, the spaghetti is laid out to dry in the warm alpine sun. Many people are often puzzled by the fact that spaghetti is produced at such uniform length. But this is the result of many years of patient endeavour by plant breeders who've succeeded in producing the perfect spaghetti. And now the harvest is marked by a traditional meal. Toasts to the new crop are drunk in these boccalinos. And then the waiters enter bearing the ceremonial dish. And it is, of course, spaghetti. Picked earlier in the day, dried in the sun, and so brought fresh from garden to table at the very peak of condition. For those who love this dish, there's nothing like real homegrown spaghetti. Um, anyway, this is incredible. I love it. I think it's great. And I think it's only great because uh, the news was maybe more reputable back then. It's not like, obviously the news was fucked up as it is fucked up now, but like, I just feel like when I when news outlets do this shit now, way too many people just take it seriously and are never corrected. And like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I find it grating currently, but I really like it in the past for some reason. If you could have any food that would grow on a tree, what would it be? I think we've talked about this before. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I don't know. I guess mozzarella sticks. I, <laughs> mozzarella sticks is probably what I said. Or like, honestly, I think I said like fried chicken because if it grew on a tree, then it wouldn't be like the product of the meat industry, which is my only issue with it. You know. Oh. Um. So if it grew on trees, I'd be like, fuck yeah, fried chicken. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That'd be great. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. What about you, Lisa? What What food would I have grown? I mean, yeah, yeah, probably fried chicken, like you said, that would be a great one. Yeah. Um. All right, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for what did I learn? Oh dear. What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? What did I learn? Um, I learned I should follow Emily's advice. She's very smart. I think that that's a really great takeaway from this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I followed two bits of your advice. Not only the list thing, but the watching Love is Blind thing. Yeah. I was trying to avoid Uh, it. I just, uh, when I watch reality shows, I get so involved and then I just have to like binge them to the end. And then I spend all this time like looking up the contestants. It's such a, it's, it's It's such a trap. It's a trap, but I, you know, it feels, feels good sometimes. I I just started thinking to myself the other day. I was like, there hasn't been a good a new like season of Love Island in a while. That's your favorite, right? What? That's your favorite. Yeah, but it's 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 a consuming thing to watch. Um, but I'm ready for another one. Um, I learned that um, <laughs> there was like a bunch of people who thought spaghetti grew on trees because they saw it on the news. Yeah. Um, People are really gullible. They really are. I think I do have an endorse horse. Baby geniuses. Probably. Oh, yeah? Nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse.
Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. Yeah. Well, um, we. Oh wait, I want to. Okay. Well, first of all, if you live in LA, in um, city council districts Ooh, 13 or yes, city yes. council district 1. This is... There are two candidates I'm very excited about. Eunices Hernandez is running in city council district 1. Um, she's really great. In district 13, Hugo Soto Martinez is running. He's and wonderful. Both, um, progressive organizers who uh, are running to unseat really ineffectual, um, complacent uh incumbents who i want out of city council um i'm really excited about ugo and like what his plans are for dealing with the housing crisis and and such like really has solid plans to actually address it and help people um and that's really important it's what our city needs really badly right now it really is um so i'm very excited about that uh i that's an endorse horse um, right there. A local endorse horse. Very local endorse horse. But even if you don't live here, you can contribute financially. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. I think I'm so. Just, I think you should look into it and get involved in in our city council races and your city council races. Yeah, getting uh, getting more involved in local politics is a nice way to feel less um, hopeless and powerless when faced with like huge global news that feels very like out of control out of control very depressing um yeah i mean since we last recorded the whole ukraine thing has been horrible yeah horrific really horrific and really sometimes hard to wrap your head around Mm -hmm. and hard to feel like there's anything to do but getting involved locally is a great way to like use that energy and that motivation in ways that can actually have like a huge, huge benefit on people's lives. Like I think people think because it's local politics, it's like doesn't matter as much, but like it matters. It is shape- are, shaping your city. Um it's shaping your city. It's saving people's lives. It's like if you want to save people's lives, get involved in your local city council politics. They can affect whether people are living on the street or not. And it's yeah. it's just and it feels it feels nice to like feel more connected to your community and what's happening in it, and it's a yeah. a good uh, depression relief <laughs> for sure. Um, um, all right. Uh, 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 oh, one uh, a call to our listeners. Uh, we would really like to hear what this show means to you. Um, you can email member stories at maximumfun.org or you can leave us a voicemail message, uh, old school, at 323-601-8719. Again, that's 323-601-8719. So we can hear your story and we might actually share your words and your message in an upcoming episode. Um, this is a thing oh, a lot of Max Fun podcasts are doing, and I always really love to hear from from all you guys. So um, we really appreciate it. I really do, too. I mean, like, you know, we're going in and out of isolation. It really helps me to hear, you know, that uh, listening to our show is helping you feel less isolated if that's the case. Yeah. We really... And if our show's making you feel more isolated, that's fascinating. <laughs> that's interesting. I'd, li- I'd like to know why. Um... How, how am I alienating you today? <laughs> I'm sure there's some ways we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also want to say we are taking a break from doing ads, you know, for a while, maybe permanently. I'm not sure. Um, but in the meantime, we still do jumbotrons. So if you want to purchase a personal message, uh, maybe it's someone you love's birthday or something, um, you can do that at MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. And we will read read your message on the pod. Yes. And you can write to us still at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us wiki pages or things that you said in your sleep, I will look <laughs> at some of those for the next episode, hopefully. Um, oh, yeah, we and... do. We do have a bunch of those stacked up, but we can do them. We can do them next up. Yeah. We're and saving them. you can follow me. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller on most things. And I'm at Lisa Draws on most things. And you can follow me on Patreon, Lisa Hannawalt. Yeah, Lisa's posting comics and stuff yeah. uh, on there. Yeah. Um, and Thanks to our producer, Rob Hera. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Thanks, Rob. And thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme songs. Thanks, Nate. And, and goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> 
Yay! Hooray! <laughs> we did it. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything, baby geniuses. We know everything. Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Why, I oughta... Well, gotta go! Become a friend of DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Audience-supported.